Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play Podcast. Now, you guys know what the deal is. This is a show about thoughts, opinions, and ideas. If it meant to encourage discourse and uh, open-mindedness. So if you don't like it, don't listen. Um, we got a pretty chill uh, episode today. I have a guest that uh, will be introduced later into the show that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, I might talk a little bit about the playoffs, might touch on music, and maybe even respect. All right. Um, But this is the intro, so let's get right into it. So starting off with music, nothing too crazy came out. Um, actually that's wrong, right? We had what Kid Cudi, we had, let me see, there's a few albums. We had, oh, okay. There's El Camino. Oh my gosh. El Camino put something out with Black Soprano family. We had a good single by 38 Special and Rashid Chappelle. What else we got on here? Yeah, Kid Cudi Insano. Oh, American Dream by 21 Savage album. Um, we have Vinny Lamano and Black Soprano Family on an album. Uh, Nicholas, Craven, Nicholas Craven and Boldy James put out an album. That was fire. That was fire. If you need good music, check that one out. Um... Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Um, really, the 21 Savage album is the big one. Um, and I listened to most of it. I didn't really like the cadence. I didn't really like where he was going with the theme of this album. So it's not really my kind of cup of tea. But I could see how other people would like it. And I think it's a decent album. So if you like it, go check it out. But... Yeah, pretty chill week for music. I would say music of the week, definitely Boldy James. Definitely check that out. And uh, definitely still working on the playlist, still working on getting that together. Because I I decided my initial initiative for this project was to add it on to another project. This podcast and that project got dissected. So I need to go back to the drawing board, which is why I haven't been posting on socials as much. Because I need to kind of reformulate how we need to do this. But uh, other than that, keeping it pushing. So yeah, that's going to do it for music. Now let's talk football. Okay. Basketball's heating up a little bit, but it's nothing too crazy. We're talking football. Okay. First off, Justin. Fields, you got to go. Bears, I think should drop Caleb Williams. Uh... I don't know, like either draft Caleb Williams and keep him for a long time or we need to run a Super Bowl next in the next two years with Justin. That's how I see it. Um, We got the Cowboys losing to the Lackers. Um, We it was a lot of upsets. Tampa Bay beat the Eagles. Houston uh, stepped up against the Browns. So it's going to be interesting. But I think the best team is the Ravens. I think if the Ravens perform this coming weekend, they have a strong showing in their first game. It's going to give a lot of confidence to uh, to them. 
and I think it's Lamar Jackson's ready. That's a good team. Uh, San Francisco, they need to beat the Lackers. That's that's who we're rooting for. Can't let if if Jordan Love wins a Super Bowl his rookie season, bruh. Bears fans will never live it down. We can't. We can't. So that's where we're taking a stand, okay? Team, we are supporting San Francisco this weekend, okay? That's what y'all need to know. Um, Other than that, sports isn't too crazy. Nothing too crazy going on there. Basketball's heating up. It's heating up. Players are starting to play a little bit more. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, got a treat for you guys today, team. I'm here with someone who I hold in a very high regard, very high esteem. Uh, someone whose opinion I consider worth listening to, which is rare. Um, and I think you guys will enjoy our conversation today. So with uh, no further ado, uh, I'll let him kind of talk about whatever else he wants to talk about to describe himself. But this is my uh, dear friend, Noah Donnelly. What up, what up? Uh, in terms of describe myself, what do you mean? like Anything, bro. Anything you want to add to your intro? Anything you think is relevant for the audience to know? Uh, you know, just... Uh, this is my brother Isaiah here. The same shit he said for me. I can't give a better introduction. You know, I already know what it is. Uh, me and Isaiah met each other through college. You know, uh, the first day we met, that's a whole different story. But uh, we ended up being roommates after the second year. And, uh, you know, we were dormant for one year. Then we lived in an apartment for two years together. Then we both graduated eventually. And, uh, you know, now I'm out here in San Diego right now visiting you, uh, just enjoying the life, you know, uh, you know, just seeing you out here. Appreciate that, bro. And, uh, we're, we're going to just have a conversation. Usually, uh, this is usually how I started getting into discourse and kind of, um, thinking about my thoughts and kind of the metacognition, Someone I used to bounce ideas off of, even ideas you hear about today, is this guy. So you're you're in for a good conversation. We got a few good topics. We're going to do the question of the week, which, if you guys remember, was um, risk. It was about risk, and it was about whether people take it more. The source of taking a risk comes from desperation or fear or what what maybe people in general usually do when it comes to taking a risk. Is it based in um, fear or desperation? And I think, personally, I'll, I'll go first and answer the question, Yeah. since I've had all week to think about it. Fear and desperation are definitely main factors that drive risk. But maybe I should have phrased... Uh, the question is phrased correctly, but I'm going to hit at the essence of the question instead of the uh, actual question itself. And by that, I mean, when you're desperate, you it's almost always necessary to take a risk. You're much more likely to take a risk when you're desperate 
than when you're afraid. I think when you're afraid, you're likely to act irrationally, but that does not always mean taking a risk. I think when you're desperate, you almost always have to gamble. And so I think risk is usually taken more out of desperation than fear in general. I think with that statement, it kind of cleared it up, but I'm going to pass it on to Noah. What do you think about that? Oh, damn. You know, I actually kind of hit the question is in the opposite angle. I actually, uh, I was thinking about the question, and I think desperation is a more complex emotion or state of mind than fear. You can fear a lot of things. You can subtly feel fear, unsubconsciously fear, you know, things of that nature. Uh not everyone finds themselves in true like definition of desperation. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at it the whole opposite way. I was thinking more that like uh people take little risks here and there all the time based on their fears, you know. Mm-hmm. Not too many people uh you know, can fear feel a true sense of desperation. And on top of that, not many people can feel a true sense of desperation and also act upon it and act upon it logically. That's very true. You know, not only is desperation more complex of a state of mind or emotion, but you have to factor in uh, not everybody then makes it out of desperation uh, the way they want to. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. This is very surface level of the question. While you were hitting the essence, I was kind of just thinking about bare bones. Like This is perfect because I think you're actually more right. On a general scale, a lot of risks are taken um, out of fear. Just like on the everyday scale, like the normal person probably does take a risk out of fear. But I think desperation is more absolute when it comes to whether you predicting someone will take a risk right yeah yeah if you if you saw someone who is desperate and you saw someone who is in total fear you would bet on the desperate person to take a risk before the feel fearful person but when it when those emotions are lighter or like let's say um like if it's not true desperation then fear is definitely more of the driving factor because i guess it's kind of like usually self-preservation you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of kicks in. But um, yeah, I think uh, that's that's kind of really where question of the week goes. Did you want to add anything to that? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I didn't think about <clears throat> the uh, question in terms of like total desperation in terms of total fear. I think those are kind of like, uh, it's not necessarily positive and negative or any type of connotations like that, but like we almost talk about like true desperation is like uh do or die, mm. you know, it's yeah. fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, and you know, sometimes, you know, fleeing is the option or like, you know, regrouping is the option to then retool and, uh, overcome the situation. Sometimes you got to fight, uh, total fear. You know, some people can act in total fear still, but kind of like, uh, the point I maybe made, but like in the opposite sense, like, uh, a lot of people, people who feel, total fear maybe you won't act on it you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. true true fear like if you were it's paralysis like, you could get paralysis. yeah shit like sleep paralysis almost mm-hmm. man literally mm-hmm. like true terror can yeah. really and that's why i said it makes people act irrationally but i mean that's bad because it makes people take bad risks 
You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm going with it, too, is desperation forces you to take a risk. But people who are desperate tend to probably make better risky decisions than people who are in total fear. Because you just yeah. can't think clearly in fear. That's Sometimes, what I was saying. I don't want to necessarily make it like positive and negative. Sorry to cut you off. I was no, saying, no, like, no, go ahead. It's almost like I was like total desperation. Like like I said, do or die, fight or flight. Like uh, We almost have in a societal aspect like a sense of like uh, going for it. Like the hero aspect. You know what I'm saying? While total fear... Uh, you know, it's just shit in the bed, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely a complicated um, question, but I think um, I think we got. We may not have even totally answered it, but I think we did <laughs> uncover a lot of truth there, or at least point people in the right direction. So I think that was that. That's, that's, that's good. So something that I think both me and Noah definitely have in common is an interest in hip-hop and I know personally some of the artists that have affected me in my life um, would be uh, people like Styles P, 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake. So I wanted to pose the question to Noah who are some of the most influential artists um, that, you know, shaped who he was and his interest in music? So I'll, I'll let him elaborate on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were just talking about this a little bit. I uh, And Isaiah already knows exactly where I come from. We have a golden rule about music. We don't mess with country. <laughs> I like any other genre besides country, basically. And... Uh, I really do almost mean any other genre. Maybe, like, not EDM, but... I grew up on alternative rock and classic rock, KC95. You know, uh bumped that every Friday at my job. Uh, the people who were on the radio at the time. So, uh, I got into, like, uh, rap and R&B more like uh, when I was, like, 10, 11, 12. Uh, on my own. It's not something my parents listened to. Uh... Funny enough, I tell you, I've told you the story a couple times, but my sisters, or uh, I have two older sisters, so they always controlled the TV. So I always had to watch what they watched. So they used to watch a show called Degrassi. And there's a certain dude named Aubrey Graham that played a character named Jimmy that got shot up by his friend in school shooting, R.I.P. Jimmy. Nah, he just got paralyzed and got cut from the show, but. Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Drake. Uh, my sisters told me, like, literally when he drops, like, uh, not, uh, maybe it's Room for Improvement. Uh, it's like his, like, last mixtape before So Far Gone. So, old Drake, like, from his first uh, mixtape, it's like him next to a chalkboard. And then the second one, I think, is called Room for Improvement. It has, like, Closer to My Dreams and things. Maybe I'm getting those wrong, but... His first, like, uh, when he really started putting stuff on Apple Music, like, So Far Gone, and uh, <clears throat> Headlines, I'm my bad, not Headlines, like, uh, damn, bro, shit, no, nah, man, I'm, why am I tripping, man, his, it's the fucking uh, album with Take Care and So Far Gone, and I mean, my, I fucking, uh, just, 
Is it Take Care? Is the album called Take Care? Damn, I look like casual right now, dude. Holy shit. Uh, been drinking a little, but, but, uh, not, you know, screw the backstory. Basically what I'm trying to say is Drake, old Drake was one of the most, uh, influential rappers, like her R&B artists first coming up. And by extension, my sisters really liked Lil Wayne. So I got on Lil Wayne too, because, you know, Young Money, Cash Money, Nicki Minaj, Tyga, things of that nature. Uh... So Drake was kind of the start of it, and OG Drake was kind of crazy, you know. He uh, had a, like, I don't know, man, the music made you feel like you had some type of ambition a little bit. Maybe, you know, like, uh, kind of just, like, taking on the world maybe a little bit. It was, like, some good, fast-paced uh, raps that actually, like, had some good bars. But on top of that, you know, obviously his whole stick is that he also, like, went to the lovey-dovey side, the feeling side a little bit. Uh, so I like Drake. I admit that I probably do not like uh, Drake as much as I used to after probably, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late, views. I actually do like More Life. A lot of people don't like More Life. I think More Life's pretty good. Okay. But uh, growing up more and more, probably the next two of my generation, of the big three, that are also like two of the biggest influences in my life are J. Cole and Kendrick. You know, J. Cole really helps you understand and make you uh think about some things but uh kendrick is pretty kind of underrated where we're from man like kendrick just might be the goat like he the avatar Avatar. master of all four elements bro kendrick masters all four elements of r&b and rap so it's crazy then multiple voices everything but uh yeah I, i would say like what i was just saying about drake a little bit kendrick kind of gives you a sense of ambition or like uh, a sense of like you know uh comfort in terms of yourself and like you know you got that pride and you got that like uh uh not necessarily ego but you know you're just propped up a little bit by the music and like you know you can go out there and you can do your shit while j cole uh you know can help you stop and think about some things and just chill out sometimes man because not everything's serious and sometimes you just need to take a break and just kind of, like, listen to some really good, like, lo-fi. You know, Drake, uh, J. Cole's got some good, like, lo-fi beats that he raps on sometimes. It's pretty good. That Batman stuff, that's pretty new. It's newer. It's on YouTube. When he uh, looked up that J. Cole-type beat and rapped on it. But, yeah. I'd say Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick in terms of, like, R&B and hip-hop artists. Uh, other people, like, in the peripheral, definitely, like, uh, Lil Wayne and Eminem. Uh, Jay-Z, can't forget about him, Snoop, I fuck with Snoop, and then Wiz by extension of that, uh, yeah, a lot of mainstream people I'm just talking about right now, you know, you can get deeper in the seams, like you said, Styles P, actually, man, when he was dropping, like, two albums a year, that dude was rocking it, uh, obviously, Jada Kiss and the Locks, you know, and everything like that. And I said, you know, not mainstream. There's some mainstream. They're, you know, there's some of the biggest rappers live. But, uh, yeah. Some of the people like that. Hip-hop's got long roots, man. And definitely a lot to consider. And I would agree with... It's called Take Care. Take Care. Um, I was tripping. Because there's this song... 
Don't talk. Don't listen to me. The album's called Take Care. Okay. Okay. Well, we got it. Look, see, this is the benefit of the internet. We look stuff up. We can get to it. You know what I mean? So, I would ultimately agree those... I'm in that sort of same realm, too. Me, Childish Gambino's on there as one of my early influences. I I would also agree with Logic. And then my taste evolved a little bit into Kendrick, J. Cole... Um, Drake, the, the the really the big heavy hitters of my generation. And then I would say my taste evolved even more as I got hungrier and started to kind of go back into the catalogs of hip hop and see what I like there. So that, that's kind of where I stand on it. Um, when it comes to music today, though, uh, I, I, I try to stay up to date and stay in tune with a lot of things. That's just a habit I have with my schedule and um, my, let's just say, ability to risk to listening to bad music. Because I, I try, I listen to a lot of music and a lot of it is actually bad and I, I don't ever give it the time of day because it's bad. But finding those gems for me is the key. Now, I don't know about you, Noah, but... I'm not too big of a sexy red fan. I don't think you are either. Who? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're going to skirt skirt around that one. No, obviously, I know who she is. is. No, no yeah. I don't think I've listened to a full song forever. I mean, no disrespect. You know, she can live the life she wants, but I kind of don't even know what the fuck she's doing out there. Yeah, I, I really think... We could, I, I wouldn't be mad at hip-hop if we let pop co-opt the, the ratchet rap. But um, who knows? The, the female rap scene in general right now is apparently exploding. But none of them are, I mean, Cardi, let, let me put it this way. Cardi's probably what, Nicki Minaj level, wouldn't you say? Uh, not maybe not in terms I don't consider their rapping ability to be yeah. the same but their hype and their fandom yeah. is somewhat yeah. the same definitely like uh, subjectively in terms of my opinion I think Nikki's the queen but like uh, same in terms of like yeah in terms of objectively like the numbers and shit they're like on the same fucking uh, tier mm-hmm. they're probably the top two and then you got like Lotto and Megan under them Megan Stallion Lotto. yeah uh, yeah there's Damn, I just heard uh, Doja had asked. I'm, I'm not a Doja fan. No, I'm trying to think. I just, I heard another, who knows, probably Megan Stanley did the New Year's Eve uh, kind of uh, concert. Uh, there's another female rapper I just heard. What's that girl? Cupcake? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I wouldn't know. You but don't want to listen to that right now. I'll say this. Some of the better music coming out right now is Griselda. Griselda, Benny Young the Butcher, M. Conway. Young M.A. Young M.A. doesn't really. She put out a song, Open Scars, but haven't really heard much from her lately. So. I fought the firm she's rapping though. She's a really good female rapper. Yeah. 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 She, I, who knows what she, she kind of dealt with. Mm, Hefany. Facts, facts. Some classics with her, bro. Just some good call outs. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been struggling with that too now, dude. 
Uh, even though I, I check out new music like every Friday and it's just not been hitting the quality, the amount. I mean, there's been a, there was a new Kid Cudi album, um, and Say No. There was a, ben, I think it wasn't Benny. There's a few albums that dropped. Funny enough, you shouted them out because I've really been listening to the song "The Sky Might Fall" mm. by Kid Cudi, "Man on the Moon." Oh my God, dude, Indy Cutta. It's the best. It's the best album. Dude, Kid Cudi was great. Like the wave of Kid, like prime Kid Cudi wave when like he was really coming out like day and night. That was some like. Uh, it was definitely unique. You know, like, he had his own fucking wave, man. If he kept going on this thing, it would have been crazy. And and we would be amiss not to mention Kanye as, oh as an influence. But yeah. it, it, when you think about it, Kanye and Kid Cudi come from Honestly, a side of hip-hop that is kind of like the awkward stepchild. So <laughs> Backpack rap? I'm yep, backpack rap. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. No, that awkward stepchild. Awkward but stepchild. What nobody ever talks about, really talking about Kanye... And, like, obviously, like, you know, the craziness of uh, how his life has turned out. But he's honestly just, like, he's legitimately in conversation for the GOAT producer. Not rapper, but producer. This dude is a crazy freaking producer, man. There's t- what What's his record label again? Good music. Yeah, there's a time where he, uh, like, took over all of the, like, uh, responsibilities of producing. And started producing everybody's freaking album. He produced, like, two of his albums. He produced Pusha. He produced Cuddy. He produced, like, all these things you would never think. And, like, obviously, that's actually how he got on the scene, man. If you watch the Kanye doc, he was a producer for Jay. That's how he got on the scene. Kanye, honestly, is, like, consensus, like, bar none. Don't even talk to me about it. At least top five. Producer. Yeah, hip-hop wise. He'd be a crazy guy, but holy shit. Have you not heard all of the lights? Yeah. Monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Beats wise, he's he he's uh Runaway? he's unique, unique, a genius. Even most Dark would say. Dark twisted fantasy. He's fucking cooking it up. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's gonna that's gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, this is you know my first guest. Um, thank you, thank you for tuning in, and thank you for uh coming today Noah yeah yeah I do have something to say real quick before we go you know let's go Chiefs oh uh, yeah so Chiefs fan here playoffs coming up you know what I'm saying Mahomes baby mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. GOAT future GOAT big Chiefs guy over here big Chiefs guy over there but um yeah that's uh that's gonna do it first guess hope you guys enjoyed Going to be bringing some more people on, testing some stuff out, and uh, keeping it pushing. So, yeah. Thank you, team. And we'll keep it going. We'll keep it rolling. And finally, let's end. uh, Before I introduce the guests, let's give a personal update. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I thought I was doing good. And I guess this is kind of like the last kind of percent of my metacognition analysis or uh, mindscaping is you get towards the end and you look back and you go, did I do this right? 
and you question things and you reexamine and you try to get to that last 10 percent to where you're fully operating. And when I at this point is where I'm a little pessimistic because I feel like I did do a good job, but I didn't embrace the plan enough like it needs to be embraced. And I have to do that now to get to this last 10 percent. And a lot of that is realizing that you're only going to encounter, a lot of it is realizing I'm no longer in the state I was in and not trying to desire to be in that state, right? Because before this podcast, I was actually, actually even during this podcast, like maybe more towards the beginning of the last year, I was in a good space. I wasn't really needing to change my mindscape. And that was because of the state and the environment I was in. My environment is a lot different now and my state is a lot different. So I cannot pursue that previous state as something I should try to achieve to. I, 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 I need to totally go back to base and build up again. Um, and I need to be in my building mindset like I was in maybe like two years ago. So yeah, um, we're getting there. We're getting there but it's not easy and life throws you a lot of curveballs. I'll say this, right? Everybody wants to grow up to be the hero, but there's only one hero. Okay. And usually you can kind of tell who the hero, like a hero person, a main character type person off rip. It's not something they really have control of. None of, especially heroes. Heroes are are one of this, like very few people can make themselves a hero. A lot of people are born a hero and few are lucky enough to be like, to fall into the opportunity to be one. The rest of us are other characters in the story. And you have a lot more wiggle room and you have a lot more potential to play your character up. But sometimes you're just not the hero. You know, if, if you were to tell your story in proximity to someone else's or like, let's say, like to the world, if it doesn't sound like a hero story, you're probably not a hero. If you lived a pretty typical life, you're probably not a hero. Um, so... I just wanted to kind of put that out there and in tandem with that, that'll bring the question of the week. Do you believe you can be kind of like uh, being addicted to respect is somewhat an addiction to power, but I think you could be addicted to try to trying to earn people's respect. And I think, uh, I, I guess the question is, can someone respect, can, can you get too much respect or can, can you maybe not respect someone too much? Cause that's obvious, but is there ever a point where you receive too much respect? I guess maybe people call that narcissism, you know? So maybe it's not the best question of the week. Um, give me a second guys and I will bring you a good question of the week. Okay, question of the week this week is going to be what does it mean to give up? What what does that entail for you? What is the essence of that? How does it feel? Is it a desperate feeling? Is it relief? What does it mean to give up? on something, on someone, 
just just kind of like that general question, okay? And we'll uh we'll we'll think about that one during the week. Finally, I would like to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the guest. Uh you guys know what it is. Um aim it, don't tame it one percent at a time. We're getting better. I'm gonna come back next week. Maybe a guest, maybe not. I'm going to try to get you guys a good film review coming out here soon. So, you know, bide me some time. Give me, you know, I'm a lot of pieces are moving. My pieces are still moving. Okay, guys, give me till the end of the year. Give me till the end of the year. Let me put some things together, move some pieces around, and I will come back with a more concrete schedule and better overall quality, guys. Just you got to bear with me here. Um, I know not a lot of people are listening. I don't have that many followers yet, but we're growing. We're getting there and consistency is key. So thank you guys for coming with me this far. This year is going to be great, I think. And we're going to keep it going. Okay. January has been a little weird of a month. Nothing too crazy. It's flying by pretty quick though. Flying by pretty quick. We're already on second week of the year. So got to step it up. Also guys, sorry for the late post today. Had some stuff going on this morning, but you know me every Wednesday, we are still bringing it. We're still bringing it. All right, Zay out.